coming up in episode 12 of the Soul Ally podcast, we have writer, speaker, priestess, and yogi, Hannah Wallace. You know, over the years, I've had people say, you're spiritual, you shouldn't be like this, you're spiritual, you shouldn't be angry, you're spirit, you know, and it really used to annoy me because I know as a human that, <laughs> you know, that's that's near and it does just because you're quote unquote spiritual, it doesn't mean you're not human and you're not going to experience these things. And I thought we often have this concept with grace that um, grace is this perfect thing when actually in order for us to truly connect with the divine and divine part of ourselves we need to find the grace within ourselves wherever we are at welcome to the soul ally podcast i'm your host Kristen evia i'm an intuitive digital marketer and reiki master entrusted with all the clairs from my own spiritual awakening and discovering the courage to use my gifts i bring you world-altering metaphysical entrepreneurs equally impassioned to share their wisdom with you Hello, and thank you for being here today. Today, I chat with Hannah Wallace. Hannah is a writer and creative who champions female empowerment and spiritual activism. She is a yogi, priestess, and model represented by Zebedee Management, an agency that supports talent with disabilities. She created the Finding Grace podcast and is passionate about sharing real stories that touch on real life so real women know they're not alone. Hannah, thank you for being here today. That's my absolute pleasure of mine. Oh, good. So can you share a little bit about who you are and what you do for the viewers who don't know who you are? So I'm Hannah Wallace and I am a podcaster like you with a podcast called Finding Grace. And I have a blog and I'm writing a book called Finding Grace. But my background is I am a lady with um, a disability, which I don't really like to necessarily use that label, but there's obvious factors. The fact I use a wheelchair, I live with like a genetic um, chronic condition um, which you have two choices in life you either choose life or you can use perception choose how you see to live with that and how you can find grace with that so that's what I chose to do and through the work that I share and the messages that I share it's about showing people that there's always a way however you you know you're feeling at one point in time there is a pivotal moment and a choice that we can make to be able to make the best of that in order to be able to help people navigate and move forward because let's face it you know whatever's going on with all of us there's always something and that's part of our process part of where we are in life but you know we are given these tools and these opportunities to to grow to expand to share our truth and to show people that maybe are struggling or somebody that is having a tough time that there you know there can be a way through it we can you know we can move through that space so yeah that that's kind of the the core of who I am I love that you know and I noticed that you also said that you are a spiritual activist what is that what does that mean what is this what is spiritual activism For me, it's calling, like, not just going along with the status quo of everything, because we are bombarded with so much information and, you know, things being shown to us that we have to do things in a certain way, X, Y, Z. And I think it's really important in this world to kind of call out things if we don't necessarily align with them and agree with them and show people that it's actually about coming back to ourselves and listening to ourselves. Yes, we can be shown a tool or a way and there might it might be a way that works really, really well for somebody, but it's actually about using your discernment and realizing that sometimes that may not be right for you and you're not doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean you're less spiritual or misaligned. It might be that actually that's the feedback the universe is giving you 
and it's it's using using that in a positive way and i think as well understanding that it's not about being perfect because within the kind of spiritual fields and factors the people who are on these platforms speaking and maybe writing books they seem they all seem a certain way. And I think it's really important now that more diversity, more perfect being perfect stuff is coming through. So that actually real breakthroughs are happening and that real healing is being encouraged. And I don't just mean on a physical level, I mean, on a a non-physical and metaphysical level, which, you know, is going to look different for everybody. So I think Mm -hmm. for me, spiritual activism means, you know, calling out the kind of all the facade that's around it and actually finding your way. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And we do, we all have that pivot moment. Mm-hmm. We all have stories. We all have skeletons in the closet, things that Absolutely. maybe broke us or almost broke us, that tower card in tarot. How did you realize that you needed to pivot? I mean, what what did that look like for you? Um, well, I was 17 in the initial time. I'm 36 now. And, you know, I was just this uh, kind of a regular, normal 17-year-old who who was living a very full, wild, free life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fairly at that time quite um, unusually, I was on a bit of a spiritual path already. Um, it was something that kind of naturally came to me into yoga, angels. But it was kind of not a massive part of my life and a bit of tantric breathing. But it was, you know, I, I became very unwell. And that was a pivotal moment for me. We're talking not just mildly and while we're talking going from that, that wild life to being bed bound. And when something like that happens to you, a part of you dies. There's no getting away from it when it's so drastically changing where, you know, people are coming to see you and walking away crying because they know that person's gone. They know that that person's never going to be the same person again. And it took a, a lot of strength and courage those first few years to kind of navigate myself out of that. I mean, luckily, I was already having the effects of what you would call a spiritual awakening, which all those years ago was quite odd back then. It wasn't like we are now where it's much more open. Um, so that was a pivotal moment. Once I kind of realized a few years in that, you know, I needed it wasn't going how I thought because I was kind of going from one therapy, one healing session to the next to try and find Mm -hmm. answers. And I realized it had to begin with me. And I realized that even if I could not shift what was ever going on in my body, I was just like, you know, God, angels, like, what do I need to do here? And I just got, you need to free your mind. You need to, you need to lead from the mind and you need Mm -hmm. to realize that your strength lies there. And that was a moment when I chose life and I chose love throughout all of it. And I thought, well, if I can get control of my mind, I'm able to to navigate whatever is going to come. And like you say about, we all have layers of things. I mean, don't get me wrong. I went through an entire twenties with ups and downs like us all. Um, But guiding me throughout that was that, that greater spiritual force and those tools and meditation you know those those kind of things essentially saved my life um Mm. but yeah it was that young girl moment when all your friends are doing normal things and you're not able to and Mm. I knew there had to be another way I knew that I couldn't spend the rest of my life in in the way that it was going um but at that point in time there was just whereas I think if it happened to me now 
with the way we have communities and the way things are online, you would have a very different experience. But at that time, we weren't connected by things like the internet. You, mm-hmm. I, I was. It was a very isolating experience initially. And books were were kind of the thing that helped shift things for me mm-hmm. um, at that time. Because we'd go into the bookshop, into the mind, body, spirit section. Whereas now the amazing thing is, and it is amazing despite all the negativity of social media, et cetera, <laughs> we can actually access things and learn things on tap and use those for our growth in, in the right, when we use them in the right way. Yeah. And, you know, the flip side to that, too, is that there is a lot of negative stuff on social media. So it can also feel very isolating if you are following the wrong things. If you're if you're navigating from a darker space, you're going to draw darker um, Mm -hmm. handles and posts towards you. So how did you how did you decide to shift your mindset and find the grace in the situation? I think. I think it was hitting that rock point point of looking around me and knowing that I was more than this body. I was more than what was going on with me. And that just because maybe my life wasn't looking like everybody else's, that that didn't matter. And that I knew other people who were similarly in a situation to me and they were really struggling. They didn't even have the tools that I had. So I realized that if I can show that people can live and be and do a certain way and they can find grace in that situation, they can navigate their way through it. And they can be equipped that when those waves come, because what you were saying about how that we tend to kind of tune ourselves in, I think it comes down to those those pivotal choices when we feel we are vibrating or or looking at something. Does this really serve my highest good? And we can use the negative things we're seeing in a positive way. As I always say to people, let it be your feedback. If you are finding yourself looking at something kind of that maybe is is, is dragging you into that kind of vortex and that kind of feeling where you know you can't seem to get off the roundabout let that be your feedback to say okay I'm here honor it be okay with it you know the biggest kind of thing that I learned along the way with this journey was to stop fighting the perfectionism to, to be okay with where I was and that there's no shame in 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 where you're at and I think this is the biggest problem people want are here and they're wanting to get here and they're not realizing there's a process in the middle and that process does not run in a straight line that process is all over the place because we're cyclic um you know we're human and we're you know we are you know as um you know I read in a book once we are fully divine and fully human we are embodying all these different facets and aspects so it is so important for us to realize that you know as we want to navigate and we want to find grace in those situations to start being okay with where we're at because as soon as you honor that as soon as you see that and you look at that face on and you say I see you I hear you and it's okay it's safe for me to be here and I think one of the one of the biggest things that I struggled with for, for many years was feeling safe in my body feeling safe in those negative places because when we start to feel safe in those places that is the pivot point that is the opportunity where we can start to rise we can start to move we can start to navigate but because we're looking outside of us and somebody's saying you don't want to be doing that you're you know you, you don't want to tune into that or you don't want to do that stop looking outside of yourself and come back to yourself come back to that temple in your heart come back to your body and listen 
listen to those silent messages that your body is trying to scream at you your mind is trying to scream at you and even if you're thinking well it's not very good what I'm hearing that's the message itself and then you can say well what do you need what do I need to shift this and if you can work from small increments from that space you will create a shift and the momentum of that shift really anchors in change really anchors you into a devotional space that enables changes perception changes shifts and it allows you to find grace without you having to push without you having to you know feel the deep pain that is often felt when we enter into a journey and we feel lost in this black hole type Mm -hmm. of thing so that would that would be you know my kind of advice for anybody in that situation. Oh, I love everything about what you just said. In fact, you fired me up. I felt so much passion in that, you know, we we are here. I've said this before, I've heard this before. We are here for experience, you guys, not perfection. We are here for experience because Hannah's story, my story, all the other stories you listen to on here and all the people that surround you help us understand how to transmute the own negative things that happen in our lives. So taking those bits and pieces and understanding how to apply it. So we have come here to have these experiences and we want to share those experiences and live those experiences. Even if you're coming forward as not the perfect person or the perfect healer or the perfect reader, because that's what helps other people relate to you so that we can all move forward in our lives. And there really is no such thing as perfect. I always ask myself, where do we get this information from? Who made the rules? That the biggest thing we'll ever learn on these journeys is coming back and asking yourself, where did that story come from? Where did I get this information? This this way that I'm trying to be, this perception I have, ask yourself where it came from. It's a process of deconstructing ourselves and taking back the layers, peeling them back bit by bit and coming back to remember who we are. And what one person's healing journey is going to look like will definitely not look like yours. And it's also understanding that healing is not just about it it looking a certain way or the outcome looking a certain way. It's about knowing that when you're on that journey, whatever is thrown your way, if you're able to handle that, if you're able to flow with that, that's true healing. That is somebody that is moving through the process of life, navigating, riding the waves, walking through those dark spaces and understanding that it is part of the expansive process and that there isn't one spiritual teacher or mentor that you will ever look at, whether they're showing or sharing or not, that has not been through that. But we're afraid. We're afraid to sometimes remove the mask, step out of the darkness and say, this is my truth. And it may not be always what people want to hear. And I think more and more now people are being open to realizing that we need to hear the the real truths that are happening. We need to be able to see things for what they are and be okay with that. It's coming back to the idea of becoming okay with things being perfectly imperfect, like what you said, things, things not always showing up in the way we want them to and trusting in that and listening and coming back to our heart during those times and realizing that deep within us we have the wisdom we have the knowledge we have the answers but it's remembering and it's remembering who we are absolutely so now what if 
I would love your perspective on this. What if someone has really talented gifts? They are a medium, they're a psychic, they're a ter- and they, they get the they get messages and they are a facilitator of divine or of spirit. Okay. But they're still in a negative type space from the own healing work that they still need to do. At what point do you think it's okay to start? delivering messages and helping others, even though they're still angry? And like, at what point is it okay to move forward and shift? Should they continue doing it anyway? What what should that look like? I think firstly, understanding that anger is as sacred as love and recognizing that, you know, when we're getting any form of a message or connecting to spirit or any of those things in any way, Actually, the real kind of magic is the the bits we're getting wrong as well, because the more we do that and the more we're able to lean into the idea that, yes, we're going through these healing processes ourselves, but it doesn't mean we can't show up to our gifts. And I think that's a really important thing. We are just looking at it from the outside that, well, I look at this person here who's doing it and they seem all together. They seem to always be getting it right. They're not. And there isn't one person Um, that is and I think it's recognizing that it's consistency it's showing up on those days even when you're feeling like you want to hide it's showing up to to spirit and saying you know spirit you know allow let me be your guide and let me serve let it serve my highest good and not worrying just because you're feeling angry about something, it doesn't mean you could not deliver something beautiful to somebody. It does not mean that you, you know, you're not deserving or worthy to share those gifts. It comes back to worth. And for me, this has been something that has been a consistent, continual thing that I'm learning always more and more about. It's worth. It's us realizing that wherever we are, we are still worthy. We're still worthy to show up. We're still worthy to be the person we think we should be because we already are that person. It's just that we haven't remembered. And the more that we show up, the more life will respond to that. So even if you are in that negative place, if you say to yourself, do you know what? I'm just going to show up anyway. I'm not going to worry about being judged. I'm not going to worry about you know, somebody's saying, oh, well, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't be thinking that it's safe for you to do that. And I think it's coming back to that space and thinking I can either stay stuck in that place or I can try. And it's also not being afraid to fail. You know, one of the biggest things as we're on this journey is, is that we're, we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of, you know, it not working out. Well, the truth of it is there isn't one person that's gone on any form of a process, a journey who hasn't failed hundreds of times. It's just maybe they're not talking about it or maybe they're just letting those things be the feedback they need to to look to where they need to be. Mm. And it's the labeling we give things. Mm. We label things good and bad. We label things a failure. It's about seeing it for what it is and moving forward Mm. and giving it the kind of giving it the love that it needs because often when we think we've kind of really messed up with something we really struggle to invite love into that space we're very it's very easy to invite love into a space that feels good but actually it's inviting love and it's inviting spirit and it's inviting those things into those spaces that really need it and it's always remembering this and i you know i i say this with the with, with finding grace dark and light 
we have to turn the light on in the darkness somehow. And it's turning on the light within ourselves as well and knowing that in that dark space, we can still shine. We can still turn the light on and that's where we can shift. Mm-hmm. And I will guarantee if somebody just thinks, you know what, I'm, I've got this gift and I am healing, but I know at the same time as me healing, the spirit can work through me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to show up. And if you do that and you do that with your truth and honor, life will respond back. The universe will respond to that. You know, there's there's no way that it won't. And I think that it's that idea that we don't be afraid if we're not getting the breakthroughs we want. Very often the breakthrough comes when we least expect it. The, The, you know, the, you know, someone might be thinking, well, I'm doing, I'm showing up, like what's going on, nothing's happening. Sometimes things are happening because we're so focused on how we want something to look. We don't realize that things are happening anyway, because life, whether we like it or not, something's always happening. It's just that we sometimes get so fixed on how we think something should look. We don't actually see what's going on. And I think it's remembering that as well. So if you're stuck, if you're struggling and you think, well, I am showing up and she's telling me to continue to show, just, just keep doing it. And And also it may be that when you're not getting the results you want, that is the feedback to maybe shift or try something different or be like, how how can I look at this differently? What is this trying to show me that I need to do? And believe me, if you put those questions out there to life, in some way, the signs, the answers, the bright people will come your way to guide you. And when we step on that process and continually to trust, I truly believe whether it's on a metaphysical level or a physical level, the right energies or people will come our way to guide us. Mm. Absolutely. We need darkness to show the light. Darkness is necessary for light to shine. It really, really is. And I think, um, you know, if we don't, we end up bypassing and bypassing does not create true healing. And it's remembering that, you know when we show up in the darkness it's you know things like forgiveness things those difficult things that we struggle with are are actually the opportunities in those spaces to really become at one with Mm. and to learn to love those things and trust them for what they are and understand they are deep healing tools Mm -hmm. that we are given even when it feels uncomfortable even we want to shout scream or cry those active emotions and those feelings are as sacred as those euphoric feelings that mm-hmm. we feel. And when we begin to embody all of these feelings, we embody a whole aspect of ourselves. We begin to embody a person that is no longer afraid. We live in a world of fear. Fear is promoted to us in so many different ways. And it's remembering that we have to choose the love in those situations. We have to understand that we have a choice, no matter how scared we are and being okay with being scared. I get scared all the time about things, but I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to see what's going to happen. And sometimes it goes wrong. Sometimes it goes right. And I try and look at things as in a way that's okay. And imagine if we just turned around to our lovers, our children, our friends and the people around us and said, you know what, that's okay. I am going, you know, I'm going to walk with you through this process. I'm, you know, I'm here and, you know, it removes the shame. We have this kind of 
it's almost shame is like a virus and shame is weaved silently throughout us. And one, we need to take back our power with shame. We need to look at our shame face on in order to move through it and know that shame in no way serves us. It just gives us the feedback. We need to return to a different space. Absolutely. You know, that darkness, guys, diving in and dealing with it and feeling it, you know, you, you have two options. You can stay stuck in it and live in an, an angry, um, self-loathing world where you're putting that out to others, or you can visit that space and decide what you're going to do with it. And that all comes from your heart. It's okay to visit it <laughs> because More it's part of who we are. And in order for us to step into who we're supposed to be, we have to deal with all aspects of ourselves and love all aspects of ourselves. Yeah, and I think that's key. It's learning to love all those aspects of ourselves, the ones that we're kind of towed to hide away from or you, you know, you shouldn't be thinking those negative thoughts. I think that's the biggest thing for people they begin the lighter they, they 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 move through these journeys they start to fear the negativity and i think that actually creates a backlog of of kind of blockedness and stuckness without us even realizing and then we can end up in these situations where all of a sudden we feel things crumbling around us and we think well what have i been doing i've been showing up i've been doing everything you know why universe why is this happening but it's simply because we've 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 chosen to to not be kind to ourselves and we've not chosen to love ourselves as we'd live often would love another mm. the the hardest we tend to be is on ourselves um and you know that that's a real massive learning place for us all and it's something we will it will show up in many ways and it will sh- we will be continually pushed to show up to ourselves with love and kindness And it doesn't matter how far you've come on a journey, there will always be more opportunities to do that with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were a yogi before you became disabled and you are a yogi now. (laughs) Adaptive. Um, And I believe the heart of yoga, what I believe with yoga, yoga is to unite our mind, our body and our soul. And yes, I mean, the ironic thing was the condition that I have actually why I thought I was so good at yoga is because of that, ironically. Um, and it's, it's been my medicine. It's helped. It's, you know, cause it's a whole plethora of things from the breathing, the meditation and learning. It's about learning to trust our body and understanding that what one person's yoga session will look like will not look like for another. And the yoga, when we truly connect with yoga, it's, it's, it's this potent thing where we become involved in the flow and we move back within ourselves. Whether you're doing like the slowest thing sat on a mat and you show up to that mat or you're doing the most kind of exquisite fancy movement, equally they have the same effect. And if we create a rhythm where we show up to that, you know, you really do feel the benefits of that medicine. And it's remembering to connect to our bodies in whatever state our bodies are in. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the the biggest thing that I learned was to understand that I had to learn to come back to my body and be okay with it where it was at. And that, that was healing. That was powerful. And it allowed me to pivot and start to feel again and to remember again. And to know that 
no matter what was going on in my life, that when you create some form of ritual or sacred practice, whether it's two minutes or an hour, however that looks, when we move into those rituals or those sacred practices during our day, and also not becoming rigid that some days you may do more, some days you may do less, but creating that rhythm, creating that trust that you have that space to come back to, that dialogue, that dance, that's powerful. And that allows us to, you know, it allows us to move into those healing spaces. It allows us to feel strong when, you know, we're feeling that we're breaking at the same time. So is being the quote unquote best, most um, successful yogi about being able to hold the trickiest pose or inversion? No. I would definitely say, I mean, I, I, I mean, gosh, I mean, I still love to, I still admire, like I have friends who are amazing and I still say, so oh, I love that. It certainly is not yoga. The point of it was to prepare our body for meditation and our mind. So in, in reality, the, the biggest thing we will ever learn is to be able to hold yoga. True yoga is to be able to hold the space within ourselves when everything is going wrong. Mm. And that's when we know we've, 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 mastered that unite that it talks about the asana practice is just one limb of yoga is just one aspect of yoga it comes down to a whole plethora of things from how our kindness our compassion how we connect with ourselves. i i do a lot of sacred chants in kiritan and that for me is it's pure liquid medicine when i chant i connect to source it it's for me it's like my soul food Mm -hmm. so it's remembering that when you enter into whatever a practice or you think you want to get into something it's remembering it will change over time there could be a time when you're very focused on the physical but it's that there'll be times when you'll be focused on the other aspects of it and it's remembering that you're weaving between those things like Mm -hmm. the dance of life like how we move through life, we weave through things. And it's only when we're stuck and we stop weaving through things and we stop flowing and moving with those movements, that's when the, when the problems that start to occur. Mm-hmm. So it's really remembering that the perfect pose is great and it may look great, but it certainly is not going to give you everything that you need, apart from that momentary hold of that, that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the post on Instagram. Hey guys, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you can't hold a head a headstand or a handstand, or you know, do a back bend and and hold your leg up, if you can't do those things, it's oh, it's absolutely okay. I fell in love personally with Yin Yoga, which was nuts for me because I used to be a personal trainer. Hand, I don't know if you knew this. I used to be a personal trainer, and it was so hard for me to slow down my mind and hold these poses. But then life happened. And, um, and pain happened. And I found so much healing in holding those yin postures mm. to open up my hips. Yoga. Yeah, to release that toxic emotion that's stored inside us. Um, that That's what I fell in love with. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's remembering that sometimes in order to speed up, we have to slow down. In order to come back to the source of a place, we have to literally strip it back and slow right down. And I think as well within the world of yoga, there's so much... um, there's so much conflict. There's so much, there's one way is the right way. There is no right way. It's finding what resonates with you. It's finding what works for you. And it's understanding that 
you as a person will learn to work out what your body is giving you as feedback, what is right for you to be doing. And how that will look for you will most certainly not look like for anybody else. And, and to use that, that's your strength. Our strength are always is what works for us. Our differences are our superpower. And it's, it's always remembering that in life that we, just because we may look different or we may, may seem different, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. So how did you, how did you come up with the idea for Finding Grace podcast? Wow. Um, so actually it started from the book that I'm, that I've, that I've finished. I'm, I'm currently figuring out the, the publishing route for it right now, but, um, I think it was looking and reflecting back on my journey and thinking about how the, you know, so many people, you know, over the years, I've had people say, you're spiritual, you shouldn't be like this, you're spiritual, you shouldn't be angry, you're spirit, you know, and it really used to annoy me, because I know as a human that, <laughs> you know, that's, that's near and it does just because you're quote unquote, spiritually, it doesn't mean you're not human, and you're not going to experience these things. And I thought, we often have this concept with grace, that um, grace is this perfect thing. When actually, in order for us to truly connect with the divine and the divine part of ourselves, we need to find the grace within ourselves wherever we are at. Mm -hmm. And when we begin to do that, that's where we really do find grace. Grace is a space between the pain, the breath that we take when we need to just slow down. Grace is sometimes when we just become mindful to what's going on for us, it will look different for everyone. And I think I became interested in hearing what everybody's version of finding grace looked like. Mm. And understanding again like everything that's gonna look different for people and that fascinated me and I looked at my version of finding grace and how that helped me navigate and throughout the process of doing my podcast I have loved asking that question to everybody and hearing their answers and hearing how everybody related to it differently and I think it's that remembrance that how the divine and grace is going to look again will show up differently for us all and to trust that. Mm -hmm. For me, grace is ultimate trust in the divine, ultimate trust in that that we do not always know, but we can trust and believe and connect to and know that it will all be okay. Mm, I love that. And it's on iTunes, you guys. Is it, what other platforms is it on? Uh, Spotify. And you can listen directly through my website as well. Wonderful. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's accessible and I've got a wide had a wide range of get or all different types of people. Um, yeah, I've listened to a few of them. I love the episode you just did with Lisa Lister. I think it was two episodes ago. Oh, it was so fun. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. She, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing that when I connect with women that who are prepared to show up as themselves, it it, it makes me it, it it fills my heart up because I know that that medicine of that conversation can even if it impacts one person or thousands of people, that doesn't matter. And I think, again, coming back, that brings me to that space of that thing you asked me about the medium or the person who has a gift. We often think in order to be successful, we have to be serving thousands of people. Mm -hmm. We don't. To be successful, if you know you've made a difference to one person, that is ultimate success. Mm 
And the more we can get on the butterfly effect with that and realize that sometimes it will show up as one or sometimes it will show up as a hundred. It's remembering that in that space of the one or the hundred, there is no difference. It's just the perception of the number in our mind. And it, when we, you know, if we can all show up with that kind of an attitude, imagine the magic that would happen if we all decided, you know, I'm not the person with the hundreds of thousands of followers, but I am going to continue to show up. I am going to continue to be okay with where I'm at and know whoever is seeing the message or whatever I'm sharing is having an impact on someone. Because oh, yes. that's, that, that's where the truth is. We are in a beautifully interesting time right now where I am seeing personally a shift in social media and how people are wanting to digest social media. So there's still the old Instagram pages that and the people out there that want the cookie cutter images with the perfectly outlined posts and, you know, uh, just to present their perfect selves or what they perceive the others want, want to see, right? So we still see that existing, but we see others coming too and scrolling and not wanting to, to consume that. <laughs> we see Absolutely. people wanting to consume real and authentic, even though that word is being um, overused right now, but it's true. The true definition of authenticism, guys, that's what people want right now. And yeah. exactly what you said about, about giving that medicine, that, that is healing. Being yourself is healing to someone else out there. It really is. And it is, I think it's remembering that the medicine we often need to give ourselves is what will serve often another as well. Mm -hmm. And when we start to give ourselves that medicine and we start to nourish ourselves, and I don't just mean in kind of like I have a hot bath way. I mean, in the way that that allows us to, to heal in those darker spaces, for instance, and show up to someone like that and say, this happened for me. And if someone comes and says, you know what, I tried what you did and it didn't work, like, you know, share that, share the knowledge and the medicine within that. And often what you will find a solution will show up within that space. When people show up honestly to each other and someone is not being you know, fanatical or fundamental about something. Well, you're not doing it right. You need to do it this way. And if you do it this way, that that might not always work. And I think the more that we can allow people to see the kind of the messier aspects of ourselves and let that be the medicine for the people to see and allow it to come back to ourselves, you a shift, like you say, is happening. And I just think it is magical. I think it's magical that people are, are feeling strong enough to do that and trusting that process. And I think, again, it's like anything with social media. I think it's always remembering that we are being given snapshots. It's not real. And, you know, when we're given those things, it's always remembering that at the end of the day, the answer is within us. And when we look at those things and we're, whether it's the good or the bad, the authentic or the cookie cutter, that they are merely snapshots and images. And it's our job to, re to remember, to come back to ourselves and using those platforms that are positive for us to come back to ourselves. I'm remembering that the more we can do that, we will encourage other people around us to do that as well. And when they begin to do that, that, that spreads. Mm. Yeah. It's inspiration to help you find your truth, not mm. become your truth. Mm. And begin to embody the person that you want to be, not the person you think you should be. Mm. 
And she, he, they will always change over time. And the more we can become adaptive and remember that it's okay to shift and metamorphosize through those phases and things and show up during those processes, that helps people. That helps people see they don't have to stay stuck. They don't have to always be the person they think they should be. It shows people that they can begin to embody their truth. Okay, beautiful woman. So well said. So well said. <laughs> so if you had to give, if you could just narrow it down to three main action steps for someone to take who has had an experience that has shifted their perspective and they found the grace in that experience and know that they are called to do more with it. How do they apply that into moving forward with sharing their gifts with others? I think, first of all, get clear on what you really want. And that is so key here, because often what we think we want is not what we want. And the reason why we don't feel we're getting anywhere is because we're looking to the outside. Come back to yourself and ask yourself what you want, what you really want. Not, you know, and and sometimes what we think we want, it may be scary because it's either going to look very different or it's going to look less than what we thought we wanted. When we truly honor that, that is the bet that that is the foundation we want to work from so get clear on what you want understand i would say secondly understand why you want it because very often we you know when we don't understand that why it's it's because we're not really connected to it so it's coming back to connecting to why you really want something and is this really serving my highest good because i think very often when we are choosing to go out and share our stuff, we get so caught up in things. We forget to ask ourselves the why. Is this truly going to enable me to serve my highest good so that I can show up to this in the best way possible? And thirdly, I think make sure as you're beginning to move through those processes, make sure you understand that that doesn't negate looking after yourself. It doesn't negate you giving yourself the time. It doesn't mean that you have to always show up perfectly or to those to your mission in order to really become successful at it the most successful you will be at something is when you are nourishing and managing yourself so that you are showing up to whatever you are doing in the most kind of nourished way that will serve your highest good and I think you know if someone wants to take those actions it's making sure they have a plan inside of themselves that enables that that deeper self-care, that they're not stopping their healing processes, that if they are having a bad day, to honor the bad day. And I really would say that's so important. When we decide to action something, if we have a bad day, it gets us. It's being okay with the quote-unquote, if we're going to label it a bad day, it may be a day where actually it's actually teaching us to go within and and giving us that time often where we need to come back and listen to what's going on with ourselves. Mm. So, I would say get clear on what you really want, get clear on your why. And also as you begin to action it, make sure you're looking after yourself, make sure that you're not getting caught up in things that are not truly looking, helping you look after yourself. Mm, I love that. So well said, great advice there. (laughs) So Henny, you have a meditation for us, correct? 
I do. Okay. Yeah. So, um, oh wow, this is this is. I've never I've never been asked to do this before on a, on a podcast. So I'm. Oh. I was really excited that you asked me to do that because this is something I love to do. I, I do this with the people around me. So I, um, this meditation, it's very simple. It's going to just take us into the temple of our heart. So, awesome. so for those of you that are listening, and if you're driving right now, save this, mark your time point, come back to it later, <laughs> just Absolutely. for safety purposes. But otherwise, find a place that you feel safe and let's go with it. Okay, amazing. So if you'd like to place your hand on your heart, And just kind of connect with that space and take a deep breath in. And as you take a deep breath out, allow whatever has been going on in the moments before or in your day to just let it go as you breathe out. And as you breathe in and you breathe out, allow yourself to connect with this space, the space of your heart. Now I'd like you to visualize a light above your head, a white light, and allow this light to come down through your head and allow that light to wash through your head space, clearing all the blockages. Allow the light to come down through your neck and allow that light to wash across your shoulders. Allow the light to remove anything you're carrying that is no longer yours to serve. Allow the light to move down through your arms and your hands. And as it moves through your hands, it's releasing anything you're holding on to. Come back into your torso, allowing that light to move down through your torso, washing through your heart space, moving down through your body and washing through the pelvic bowl and moving down through your legs. And as that light moves down through your legs and through your calves, allow the light to wash through your feet, removing any blocks that are stopping you from moving forward in your life. Allow the light to move down through the earth. And as it moves through Mama Earth, feel it clearing and moving and shifting all of those blocks within your body. And allow this light to anchor in to the heart space of Mama Earth and allow that light to move into that space and breathe into that space. And as you breathe into that space in the center of the earth, allow the light to move back up through the earth, through your legs, bringing the nourishment from Mother Earth and allow that light to anchor in to your heart space. And as you breathe into your heart space and you breathe out, allow the light to move out through your body and create a cosmic protective egg around your body. And as you breathe into that egg, I would now like you to visualize some roots coming down through your feet. And as these roots move down through the earth, Allow these roots to wrap around the center of Mama Earth. You are anchored and grounded into the essence and the heart of the earth. And as you breathe in, allow Mama Earth's essence to move up through the roots and come back 
to your heart space. And allow yourself to become aware of yourself sat in your heart space. And you have now entered in to the temple of your heart space. And feel your heart space, feel this inner temple. This is your space of truth. This is a space where you are safe to fully see yourself, the essence of who you truly are. And as you sit in this space, allow yourself to become aware of any guidance that comes through. And as you breathe in, and even if nothing comes, that is again telling you to rest within that space. So whatever comes through, allow yourself to take that in and draw that into your body and your mind and allow that to embody you within the temple of your heart. Allow, allow. And as you breathe in, allow that energy of love to wash through you, the divine love that exists within you and exists within everybody. And allow that energy to support you so that when you return to your human body fully, that supportive, loving energy from the temple of your heart is anchored within you, embodied within you to support you as you move through whatever space you are in. That light will hold you. And as you allow that light to embody the very essence of you, and you listen to what is coming through to you. You start to feel protected and safe. And you allow this safe, protective energy to embody you also, so that when you come back into your body, that energy is anchored in as a foundation that will allow you to move through your life grounded, anchored, and supported. And as you breathe into this space, I'd like you to take a deep breath in. And as you breathe out, I'd like you to breathe out and allow the light that you have gained from this space to move down through your body anchoring in the energy and allow that to move through your body. And as it moves through your feet, this energy is moving through the roots and allow that light to anchor in to the center of Mama Earth. It anchors into you and to the Great Mother. And as you breathe in and you breathe out, 
you allow yourself to come back to your body. You begin to feel your body on the chair you're sat on or the bed. You feel your hands. You feel the, your heavy head on your neck and allow yourself to gently come back into your body, grounded, centered, connected, and anchored. And as you breathe in and you breathe out, when you feel ready, come back and gently open your eyes. And just give yourself a bit of a move around if you need to. Oh, that was magic. Amazing. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, I loved great. it. I loved it. I will use that myself. You know, I, I would be interested to hear. Everybody has a different experience. If you're willing to share, um, feel free to comment in the comments. Um, but I felt and saw green, green, vibrant light after I connected with, with mother and it came up and started healing my ankles. <laughs> my ankles were buzzing. <laughs> oh, wow. But I guess that's the thing that often the things that we're feeling blocked or moving us forward, that light, it's remembering that we're safe. But our ankles tend to can be very weaker areas, can't they? So it's, and it's remembering as soon as we've connected to that deeper mother energy that she is reminding us we're safe mm. and she can bring that energy to us when we feel the connection to her. Oh, I love that. And to connect. She just wants us to connect. That's mm, all. It really does. And to come back to that space in our heart. And remember, we always have that space to come to. Um, you know, it is it is truly the temple that is within us. There's all the physical temples we can visit. We have a temple within us that we need to remember and utilize and know that it is our truth, our medicine and a place we can embody. I love that. Thank you so much for your wisdom today, Hannah. I so appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for being here and listening to the full episode. If you want to hear more about how I intuitively work with the digital world, head to thesoulally.com. And let's connect on Instagram if you want daily mantras, divinely inspired words, channeled messages, and my coaching on how to leverage the digital age with integrity. That is currently my favorite social media platform, and I'm the most active each day. So drop me a line, Kristen Evia, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-V-J-E. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful day find some joy in it and if this episode resonated with you I would be grateful if you shared it with a friend give this podcast a review and a rating on iTunes I would truly appreciate it it will help get the message of support and guidance out to the metaphysical community which honestly needs our love more than ever right now great things are happening and I'm honored to join you on this journey thank you again I'll see you in the next episode